Aren't grandmas just the best? I loved to go visit mine at her house when I was little, and I've got just so many good memories of the time we spent together, whether it was making cookies or she taught me how to sew. And It's just part of why I cannot fathom who would have wanted to hurt the two grandmas that we're going to talk about today, Grace Kennedy and Madeline Johnson. We're going to investigate their stories and see if there's someone who knows something that we can get to come forward. And believe me, there's always someone who knows something. So we'll talk about what I think is a really creative way to get cold cases in front of more people. And then we can brainstorm how we can get even more creative about how we can help get cold cases solved. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Unlovely Truth. I'm your host, private investigator Lori Morrison. And I'm super stoked that you chose to be here with me today to hear intriguing true crime stories and learn how you can become a different kind of PI, a person of impact. I know you want to jump into this world and help. You want to make a difference in how crime affects your community. You don't know how to get started? That is okay. Not a problem. We're going to talk about practical steps to do just that after we dive into today's cases. This is season three, episode 18. If you loved your grandma, or maybe you are a grandma, this episode is really going to hit home with you. And I think that it will make you just so ready to go round up some bad guys. The more I learned about the two amazing women that we're going to talk about today, the more I wanted to do something to help solve these cases and other cases where victims' families haven't yet found justice. So that's where you guys are going to come in because I want us to brainstorm on creative ways that we can get more people more involved. And I've got a little bit of an idea. I'll give you a hint. When I deal out this idea, you'll want to follow suit. First, though, let's talk about today's cases. And I want everybody to kind of circle around and remember that when we're talking about these true crime cases, We always want to be sure that we're respecting the victims and their families and and the stories that they have. I leave out a lot of details on these stories that they just don't really get us to the meat of why I hope you're all listening. And that's to honor these people's lives and educate ourselves about their deaths in order to get some answers for those families And maybe even keep someone who's listening from going through a similar tragedy. So today, we've got two grandmas, both of whom were killed in their own homes where they should have felt the absolute safest. They should have been enjoying family visits and their grandkids coming over. So we're going to start with the story of 91-year-old Grace Kennedy. My grandma lived till she was 92, so this one just really, really hit home with me. Grace was found bludgeoned to death in her bed in Bryan, Ohio, on the evening of December 23rd, back in 09. The case didn't really turn up any suspects, and the police from the city of Bryan say that they're waiting for someone to either slip up or maybe someone else to offer information as part of a plea bargain for another crime that they've committed. Grace was a phenomenal woman. She volunteered over 15,000 hours to her local hospital and she was a World War II veteran. She would go and speak at all kinds of local organizations and teach people about her time serving as a cryptographer. That's right. 
this amazing lady studied and broke enemy codes. She was definitely a person of impact with skills like that. Grace was last seen alive on the evening of December 22nd in 2009 after she was dropped off at her house after a church service. The next day, her son Bob received a long-distance call from a close friend of Grace's asking if she had traveled to Orville, where he lived, because she wasn't responding to any of the phone calls that this friend was making. In fact, the friend was in Grace's driveway calling Bob, asking, I've knocked on the door, I've walked around the house, I can't get any response, can I please call 911? Now, I understand she didn't want to stir up trouble if everything was okay, if Grace had maybe gone to visit Bob, but if you ever think you might need to call 911, just do it. So she did. She also called her husband and asked him to come out to the house. And the police responded in what they call a wellness check. People can't get a loved one or a friend or a neighbor to respond, and they want someone to make sure that that friend's okay. So once the police were on the scene, they called Bob and asked for permission to break into the house because they couldn't get Grace to respond either. All the doors were locked and the garage door was secured. As the police entered the home, the couple was right there behind him, had Bob on the phone, and they had to give him the heartbreaking news that his mother had been found dead in her bed from a very violent and brutal attack. And that's where the case remains. Police say that they are following up anytime new information comes in and that they're not going to close this case until they get somebody convicted and put into prison. They've got a short list of names, people that live in the community. They're all still alive but they just haven't found enough evidence to even go to a grand jury to try to get an indictment. And so that is where the public comes in. That's when the police need our help. People talk, especially as time goes by. Maybe they were protecting someone that they've had a falling out with. Or maybe they think that something that they saw or heard is just not a big deal. If you're listening and you're someone like that, it is a big deal. Please call the Bryan Police Department. The phone number is 419-636-4233. And I'm going to put that in the show notes. Or you can call the Williams County Crime Stoppers at 419-485-9302. And all of the Crime Stoppers calls are anonymous. Let's honor this World War II vet who even in retirement would serve as a substitute teacher at St. Patrick's School. She volunteered at a thrift shop for her church. She was a greeter at the hospital. She gave back to her community, and it's time that the community gives back for her. If you're a mom, happy Mother's Day this weekend. What an incredible day to celebrate the blessings that moms are in our lives. While you're celebrating your mom, think of all those moms out there who are looking for answers. Whether they've got a loved one who was murdered and the case hasn't been solved, or maybe they've got a loved one who's missing and they are desperate to know what happened. Pray for those moms, please. It's so easy to support them in prayer. And if that's your first baby step into becoming a different kind of PI, a person of impact, I hope you'll take those steps this weekend. As we celebrate you and all the moms out there, let's remember the ones who are struggling. 
And now let's get back to the story of our other grandma this week. Madeline Johnson owned an ice cream shop called the Neptune Freeze when she retired from Boeing in Seattle. Everyone says she was kind-hearted and willing to help anybody who needed a hand. And at the age of 73, when she should have really been enjoying that retirement, she was beaten to death with the blunt end of an axe in her home. And sadly, her son, a former Seattle police detective, was the one who found her body. And if that's not heartbreaking enough, her grandson was then arrested and charged with first-degree murder in her case. News accounts didn't really say if this was her son's son or how everybody was connected. It's so sad that the details that I could find were so sparse. But then the case would take another truth is stranger than fiction kind of turn. Um, as somebody I used to work with says, you can't make this stuff up. And it's no wonder that shows like to say that they are, quote, ripped from the headlines, because what happens in real life will draw us in like no fictional story can. Prosecutors in this case were forced to drop the charges against the grandson after he married their key witness during a jailhouse ceremony. Yes, you heard me right. They arrested Madeline's grandson. They had a witness who would testify against him and he married her in a jailhouse ceremony. And to me, that sounds more like a TV show than an actual real-life case. That witness was expected to testify that she had heard Madeline's grandson admit to the killing. But once she married him, and let's just pause here a moment, who marries someone that they heard confess to a killing? Maybe she was afraid of him, I don't know, but that just, that one blows my mind. But once she did marry him, the law that was in place at the time protected her from having to take the stand against him, which makes me wonder how long that marriage actually lasted. Madeline's son, the one who found her body, he has since passed away with no justice for his mother. And earlier, I told you about an interesting idea for helping get cold cases solved and that is to make cold case decks of playing cards. Madeline is pictured on the five of hearts of Washington State's first deck of those cards. They've been handed out to prison and jail inmates, hoping that they're going to get new leads on unsolved homicides and missing person cases. Now, this is such a cool idea, and more and more states are beginning to use it. We'll get back to that idea in just a minute. But for Madeline's case, anyone who has information, please call 800-222-TIPS. That's 800-222-8477. And I will put that in the show notes. There was at one time a reward for information. You can also call the sheriff's tip line. That number is 425-388-3845. And you can remain anonymous. But police say that tips are more successful when callers will speak with the detectives. So please, do what you can if you have any information. The Bible verse I want to talk about today really, really caught me kind of by surprise. It's from Leviticus. And, you know, any of us who have tried to do the whole 
start at the beginning of the Bible and read clear through it. Genesis has got all those wonderful stories. Exodus, so full of dramatic hand of God rescuing his people. And then you start moving on into more mundane stuff like the genealogies and the law. And a lot of times, by the time you get to Leviticus, if you're like me, there went your plan to read straight through. So somehow I had missed Leviticus 5.1, and I'm going to read this from the message translation. If you sin by not stepping up and offering yourself as a witness to something you've heard or seen in cases of wrongdoing, you'll be held responsible. That's a pretty bold statement. I've always felt like it's the right thing to do, but boy, I never thought about it being sinful not to step up and tell what you know. But there it is right there. And that brings me back to these playing cards. Such a fascinating idea. The government started using it back in the early 2000s to help identify most wanted members of terrorist organizations. And then some states latched onto that idea and decided that they would print decks of cards that featured the names and images of victims of unsolved crimes. They're hoping that they'll jog the memories of the inmates who are using them, and it might lead to useful tips for investigators. And it got me thinking, where else could we hand these out? Great to hand them out at the jails, but are there other groups where we could hand these out where people might know something? Maybe in a high crime neighborhood, just handing them out house to house. That's one thing that occurred to me. I bet you've got great ideas. So please, if you do, go to my website, www.theunlovelytruth.com. You can email me. You can get a hold of me on social media, The Unlovely Truth on Facebook, The Unlovely Truth Podcast on Instagram. We are all smarter together than any one of us is apart. So I want to hear your great ideas so that we can reach out and we can make a difference. Make sure you check out the show notes. I'll have those phone numbers and other links. And if you sign up for my email list, you'll get a copy of a free resource so that you can start your journey as a different kind of PI, a person of impact. The Unlovely Truth is written and produced by me, Lori Morrison. Music is by Neil Cortex and the artwork is by Shelby Highland. See you all next time. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.